Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. And here we go. It is another emergency Arrowhead Pride Supercast. My name is Pete Sweeney. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, joined by some of my friends. We got Arrow Headphones, the deputy editor of AP. John Dixon is with us, our lead film and draft analyst, Kent Swanson. And you know, we only break out the Supercast for big news. The Chiefs <laughs> are expected to sign Le'Veon Bell to a one-year deal. The news coming through Instagram. Adam Schefter had to go to Instagram because Twitter was down. What are you doing, Twitter? We're all looking to see for this Bell news. So to turn it over to you guys right away. Kent, I'll start with you being our offensive film guy. What does the Le'Veon Bell addition mean for this offense, in your opinion, your initial reaction? I think it means you're going to have a dynamic weapon at the running back position on the field at all times. You know, Clyde Edwards Alaire got 60% of the snaps last week. 40% went to other running backs, I believe, all to Darrell Williams. Darrell Williams does his job. He's a good pass protector, but he's not remotely dynamic. Not a great pass catcher as far as, you know, making guys miss or running routes. Le'Veon Bell provides an extra layer uh, of, of talent to this group. You're going to have a good running back on the field at all times, Kansas City. And a fresh one at that. John, what was your initial reaction? I think a lot of it depends on how much money they're paying him. Uh, if the reports were accurate, Miami was waving around a big bag of money uh, late this afternoon before uh, we got word that the right. Chiefs were signing him. So if the Chiefs uh, ended up paying him a lot more money than they wanted to, um, it's going to impact how this deal is going to look. For me, the key here is not to have too many expectations. Obviously, we're going to have expectations that Bell is going to play the way he did for the Steelers. Uh, but I think we need to be careful about putting those expectations on him. And at the end of the day, this is essentially a depth move with a player uh, who has not played at his best for a couple of years and had a year off in there. So we need to be a little careful about tempering our expectations. But obviously, uh, we have seen him be a very talented, dynamic back, uh, and he's done so against the Chiefs. So <laughs> I understand why people want to have him on the team. And the thing that jumps out to me is just the lack of success in general from Adam Gase. I kind of look at Adam yeah. Gase as being stuck in the mud a little bit. So now you go from Gase to the best offensive play caller in the world. I wonder how much of a difference that makes. But you... Sort of hit on it, John. I want to go through the timeline of this thing. So we thought that this might have come through for the Chiefs last night. It felt like that was the news that was going to break. And then all of a sudden, it seemed like an AFC East non-Jets bidding war broke out where you had the Patriots were reportedly involved and then the Dolphins were reportedly involved. The Bills got in the mix. You thought he would be at Monday Night Football. You just didn't know what jersey he would be wearing. And this went back and forth. It got down to two teams 
teams. It sounded like, as John mentioned, the Miami Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs. And yes, while it seemed as though from reports that Miami was willing to pay a little bit more money, Le'Veon Bell is going to try to win. And this, Kent, don't you agree, puts him in a better position in 2021 to make the most money possible. No, I think this, yeah, I think this is a really smart move by him. And obviously there's probably, you know, maybe a bigger opportunity for a a bigger timeshare with a team like Miami. And I get, believe me, I get the allure of playing with Fitz magic. I mean, (laughs) let's just, you know, the beard, you know, the passes, you're going to slum it with Mahomes, the swag. I I get it. Yeah. But no, no, this is undoubtedly, you know, a perfect opportunity for him because he can show, his abilities on a per snap basis. He doesn't have to be the workload. He can kind of keep his body relatively fresh for the course of the season because he doesn't have to be a guy that takes 75% of the snaps, 70% of the snaps. It actually works out in his favor because now he's getting $6 million from the Jets this year. He's getting whatever the Chiefs are paying him. And then he can kind of save his body a little bit, show some ability, help this team win another world championship, and on a high note, go get the Chiefs a compensatory pick with a nice little contract next year. <laughs> Going back to you, John, I want to ask you this. How do you feel that Clyde edwards Elaire reacts to this news? Well, I'm sure he's not going to like it, but that's the reality of playing in the NFL. You know, I'm sure Damian Williams didn't like it when the Chiefs signed LaShawn McCoy uh, right after the uh, the final cutdown last year, but that's the reality of the way the league works. And, uh, you know, he's got an opportunity here. I think Kent's right that this is a really good move from Bell's perspective because uh, for all the reasons that he mentioned, that he can showcase his ability, show that he's back, can play at a high level and come into 2021 in a position to get a pretty good contract. But it's a really a pretty good deal for Damian Williams, too, because if there's anybody in the league you could learn from on how to run uh, in this league, Bell is that guy. Um, There's a question about whether he can still do it, but he could sure teach it to somebody else. And it wouldn't be a bad thing for uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire to to learn from a guy like Bell. So that's a positive as well. Yeah, I just look at the NFL nowadays, and I got Kent on the podcast here. So you don't see a lot of bell cows around. anymore. (laughs) It's really, it's really a one, two punch type of deal. And like, I look, of course I did. And I I like (laughs) what I've seen from afar in Cleveland, not to say it's going to be the exact same here, not saying that, but it's this operation, this offense where two running backs work, where you have Chubb that sort of wears down. And then you bring in hunt in the third quarter for a few extra carries. And all of a sudden the defense is tired. And I think now you could do that. You weren't necessarily getting it with Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams didn't look as good as he did in those few times last year. I think this season, I also think that Le'Veon Bell will have a role at the goal line. Kent, how do you feel about the one, two punch? I, I love it. No, I think that I think it's a great you know idea for this team to go out and do that because well and we'll see how much it costs, but I don't think there's any risk whatsoever to, to making this kind of move and grabbing another dynamic piece to this offense. I kind of said it earlier, having you know basically guaranteeing that there's always a a running back that can catch the football, um, that you know can run between the tackles, um, that can get a couple extra yards with with good contact balance. Having that ability to have both of those guys in the mix and insulating yourself too in case Clyde Edwards-Alaire 
were to get hurt. Mm-hmm. You've got a right. guy that can take right. and step up and take another a bigger role. Um, you can do all the same things that you want to do with Clyde Edwards-Alaire with Le'Veon Bell. The only upside with Bell is Bell's probably a better pass protector right now than Clyde Edwards-Alaire is, which is why you could see him kind of take over that Daryl Williams role pretty easily. Uh, and if that's the case, I mean, you've got a much more effective piece. These guys are going to complement each other well. They both have similar strengths. They both can also play off each other well, and I think it's a it's a great it's a great move. We'll see we'll see what the contract is though. That that is a big piece of this. Yeah, Bell has played five of what would have been seven years in the league, and in five of those seasons, twelve hundred yards from scrimmage at least, and that includes the almost full year with Adam Gase in twenty nineteen, where he had twelve hundred and fifty yards. So it's still a productive player. And the thing I like, as we had mentioned a little bit there, John, with the Jets and maybe a lack of motivation is there's no more motivation in the world. You're 28. You have to perform well here if you're going to get another contract. And as our friend Therese Paler often says, Ken's your friend, I'm my colleague, my friend, the contract year is undefeated. There's going to be no more motivation here, I think, for Le'Veon Bell than to perform well. Uh, Kent, I'm going to go back to you with this one. When do you think Le'Veon Bell will be ready to go in this offense as a key contributor? It is as early as Monday. Could it be? I don't think you're going to see a Monday, and I wish you could. Uh, I think the week after makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, that gives him – You know, he, I, he's going to be fresh. He's going to be fresh whenever. He's only played in two games this year. So he's kind of, I think he nursed like a hamstring or injury earlier in the year. Right. That's I, right. think, I think you'll see him involved uh, at Denver on October 25th. I think that's a good target date for him. I'd like to see him against the Bills. I just don't think there's enough time to get him ready, get him going. Um, but I do think you'll get some touches from him against the Broncos. And look out November 1st. <laughs> Go well, that, the I do wanna, Jets are coming to town, baby. I do want to hit on that very quickly. Because it became a funny thing in NFL Twitter, Chiefs Twitter today, where you sort of pulled up the schedule of the only teams in the Bell sweepstakes that were left. And it was the next three games of the Jets. They play the Dolphins, the Bills, (laughs) and the Kansas City Chiefs. So why not make that a date that you circle to say, I'm going to get Andy Reid's West Coast offense down to play the New York Jets. They were going to lose that game by 50 anyway. Now I think it might be 60. How about that, John? <laughs> All right, let's go around for some final thoughts before we shut down here. John, Chiefs sign Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I think it's a it's a move very much like Terrell Suggs, in my mind. You know, a player that has demonstrated that he can play at a high level, um, can show some uh, experience uh, to other players on the team that they can learn from him. He's, you know, he had a championship ring. Bell does, does Bell have a ring? I don't think he does. Um, but uh, in that way, I think this is a very similar signing. Uh, if they end up paying him more money than we hope, it'll be more like the LaShawn McCoy signing because they did give him a fairly hefty pay- paycheck for a guy who'd just been released uh, from another team and was fairly advanced in age. Uh, there's a lot to like about this. I can't deny that. I'm just worried about how much the Chiefs are going to pay him to play for 11 games this season. We'll have more information on that as it comes out at OurHeadPride.com. Kent, your final thoughts. You know, John just mentioned LaShawn McCoy, and I think you should be more excited about this edition than when the LaShawn McCoy Chiefs fans. I think, you know, there's still a lot left in the tank for Le'Veon Bell. He may not be the exact same kind of guy he was a few years ago. Watching a little bit from this year, still very good dynamic weapon in the passing game. 
Um, you've got a solid piece. Brett Veach is always going to continue to look for these kind of guys, these kinds yeah. of additions to help you win a world championship. And this guy can help. He doesn't solve your offensive line problems. Don't get me wrong. But what he does do is provide some insulation in case something happened to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Imagine Daryl Williams getting 60% of the snaps. That would be terrifying. Three Pro Bowls, two first-team All-Pros, one second-team All-Pro, one Kansas City Chief. The Chiefs signed Le'Veon Bell to a one-year contract. We'll be back with you right away, pretty much, with the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network tomorrow morning. It'll be the Arrowhead Pride Laboratory game preview as they preview the Chiefs and the Bills coming at you on Monday late afternoon football. I'm excited for that. It's a little bit of a different time for us on Monday at 4 o'clock p.m. Arrowhead time. You can catch John Dixon at Arrowhead Phones. Of course, Ken Swanson. Kent underscore Swanson. I am at PG Sween. Keep it locked in at Arrowhead Pride for your Chiefs news and notes. Le'Veon Bell, a Kansas City Chief.